Meditation is the practice of freedom. And it's practiced because the consciousness begins in a state of unfreedom. Meditation is the cure for our addiction to thinking. The mind is out of control. It's the primary addiction. People can't stop their minds from running away with them. Minds are in chaos, filled with negative thoughts, chaotic thoughts. Thoughts that people don't want to have but can't stop. It turns out that all the other addictions are actually attempts to cure that addiction. The reason that people smoke cigarettes or pot or take other drugs or alcohol is to try to stop their mind. You can be a little more peaceful, but then you've got a worse problem. Now you've got another addiction to deal with on top of the first one. And that one has other consequences. And then usually people try to stop those with others. They get into some other kind of obsessive practice. And life becomes one set of obsessions on top of another. When a much easier solution is to simply be free of the non-productive, chaotic secretion of thoughts in the mind. And when that is achieved, there is self-mastery. And then the mind is an instrument that can be used. It has its purposes. But you will also know that it has an off button and it won't disturb you when you want to be at peace. That gives you the ability to concentrate. And you make your mind like a laser beam and it can focus on any problem that needs to be solved and it will solve it much more rapidly than if the mind is literally a scattergun going in all directions and every thought, every other thought is about something other than what you wish to concentrate on. That's the situation most people are in. It's called attention deficit disorder, but in fact, it's a societal epidemic. It's the condition of everyone's mind, and it's encouraged by internet, remote control, TV, all the things you can do to literally change your thought pattern at will but all of that externalization of mind through the technological apparatus has caused us to atrophy our ability to control the mind internally. So we have all kinds of external control and no internal control. And that turns out to be a complete illusion of control. And so the people then who have jobs that require them to concentrate on very massively complex equipment of extremely dangerous nature end up failing to concentrate at crucial times and things go very badly wrong. And we see more and more of that. Planes falling out of the sky when they shouldn't, nuclear reactors melting down when they shouldn't, etc., etc. And so the capacity for mastery over the mind is literally a life or death proposition for our species. Our continuing survival 
depends on it. No matter what other sustainable practices we might take up in agriculture or uh, architecture or whatever else is meaningless if we don't have a sustainable consciousness. And that is only sustainable if we are in a state of inner peace, clarity, and a capacity to navigate our way through the world with a mind whose the values of which are very clear, very pure, that have integrity, and that cannot be disturbed or taken off center by intrusions of unwanted influences or of uh, an unconscious eruption of uh, inappropriate fantasy or lack of self-control, temper tantrum, whatever. The mind must be absolutely in control, but not in an autocratic control of a lockdown mode of repression. No, that won't work. It has to actually be complete freedom. The mind is rebelling against an autocratic family system in most cases, which makes it want to be rebellious, but it's actually enslaved to its rebelliousness. And then that gets followed by usually superego attacks and guilt and shame and chaos internally, emotional instability. So to act with stability and with wisdom and with compassion are the major initial benefits of meditation. And then those benefits deepen as one reaches deeper into the heart, the heart-mind, if you will, of consciousness, the core of our consciousness, from which emerges our deeper capacities for loving-kindness and the inner radiance and power of the mind to activate higher centers of the brain and the consciousness that take us into paranormal levels of capacity. But this is a gradual unfoldment and it has to begin simply with the experience of enjoyment of inner silence and peace and refusal to give in to the urge to fill the space of silent consciousness with words and images to take you out of the present moment into the past or into the future. Very few people spend any time at all in the present and therefore they don't live because life only is in the present. And so we're learning to be present and to know what it means to be fully alive. And to be fully alive with all of our capacities intact and functioning without inner conflict and without an oscillation of emotional you could say bipolarity. When this silence has been stabilized, there comes a recognition, an aha experience that is common to sages of all spiritual traditions and practices cross-culturally, 
that reality that had seemed to be broken up into multiplicities of things and otherness and objects is actually a single non-dual whole. And that ultimately this reality that we had labeled using the mind's concepts and terminologies as made up of objects and subjects and things and otherness and difference is actually a single radiant sameness of consciousness that inheres in, pervades, and is in fact the substance and substrate of all reality. That matter itself is consciousness. And that we are all unified in this consciousness that doesn't belong to anyone. No one can have a monopoly on this consciousness. No religion has a monopoly on God or on truth or on love. It doesn't pertain to anyone. And in fact, there isn't really anyone because the ego itself is a construct of this one consciousness that creates the illusion of separation, of a boundary between the me and the not me. But both the me and the not me are simply constructs and illusions, and ultimately there is only the oneness of this unitive reality that is all that is. And so the letting go of the addiction to thought also then is the letting go of the addiction to ego consciousness and the addiction to a sense of alienation from nature, from the world, from humanity, and a revived feeling of sublime and ecstatic union with all that is. And this is why the the path of meditation has been valorized, whether by Taoists or Buddhists or Hindus or Christians or Jews or Muslims. This contemplative realization of inner silence, which is actually the definition of God, and, or a Buddha mind, or Allah, or whatever term is, is used, which is irrelevant, because we're going beyond terms, beyond the symbolic representation of the real, into the real. And when we let go of the symbolic representation, which itself is what creates the illusion of duality, and it's really a duality of language and what language seems to be indicating, when that has been dissolved, we are the real. There is no me or you, and that real is bliss. It's joyous. It's beautiful. It's beauty itself. It's luminous. It's eternal. And it is that which is always here and therefore at this moment is here. And it doesn't require some gradual path of practice and difficulty and uh, the illusion that you're going to have to work for many years to become a sage or any of that. It's here and now for you, if you want it. There are no obstacles except your mind's fear of the silence. And that fear is groundless. And so, when you begin the meditation, you may feel some anxiety when you enter the silence. Witness it. Don't be afraid of it. 
It's like an electric fence that actually is not even turned on. Go through it. Go to the other side of it and there's bliss. That's all you have to do. There's no obstacle but the illusion of an obstacle that your own mind creates to prevent its own freedom. And it has lost its freedom because it has internalized a warden to its imprisonment, which Freud called the superego, which is a voice telling you, no, no, you're bad, you should have done this, you should have done that, you're not adequate, you're not lovable, you're not good, blah, blah, blah. That voice is what must be silenced. And when the war is over between you and whatever voices are attacking or trying to force you into some sense of littleness and some sense of inadequacy or lack, then immediately there is the realization of the fullness and the completeness and freedom now at this moment. No study is required, no discipline, you'll be glad to hear. Uh, no period of gradual practice. It's simply a decision to be free. And because there is no obstacle except your own fear of freedom, as soon as you're ready to go past that, it's done. So why not do it now? That's a decision each of us have to make in our own minds until we realize we have no minds of our own. And it's done. Let's meditate. <laughs>